Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Stock Market Today by Investors Business Daily. It's uh, July 25th, and I've got Ed Carson along with myself, Justin Nielsen, to kind of break down the action of today's market. Uh, so uh, we had uh, uh, some up, up action in a lot of the stocks, uh, a lot of the indexes, and there are a few stocks that you've got that are kind of looking like they might be viable right here. What do you got, Ed? Uh, Miniso, uh, Nucor, and Synopsis are... Uh three stocks from a few different areas of the market. <laughs> yes, we are seeing, again, that kind of uh, theme of breadth uh, expanding here. Um, but just let's go ahead and go over the, the indexes real quick uh, to see how they closed. Looks like the S&P 500 ended up about three-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ Composite up six-tenths of a percent. It was up uh, a full percent, uh, I think, earlier. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average still eked out a gain with a tenth of a percent for its 12th gain in a row. Uh, the longest streak since 2017. And then the Russell 2000 was basically flat. So um, we've got a lot of a lot of earnings coming in this week. We've got the Fed that started their meeting. They're going to be uh, giving their announcement tomorrow. Uh, gosh, a lot to think of. Um, what 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 should investors be doing right now, Ed? You know, I think for the most part, investors should be sitting back and waiting to see what happens. Uh, there's not a ton of stocks flashing by signals. There's some, and there are some others out there, but uh, there's so many earnings, and then the Fed that could completely royal things. And I just feel yeah. like, in for the most part, I mean, investors should probably be having pretty decent exposure, uh, but then not adding to that. You know, if you have a good cushion on some of these stocks, you want to ride through earnings season, that's fine. But just a lot going on this uh, in the next few days, it may feel a lot clearer uh, out there. And if you do feel like the need to buy, I mean, do so really small. You might want to think about doing it in non-tech areas where mm -hmm. there's not quite the crush of news. There's some places that are coming up uh, like commodities, like a few other areas. But uh, a lot to look at, a lot to watch and definitely be paying attention. Well, and I guess that's one of the problems in tech right now is that everything just seems so extended. It's kind of like if you didn't buy already, you're you're buying these way up there when the chances of a pullback could be a little bit increased. Yeah, we still have, you know, after all this is that we have, you know, the NASDAQ is 5%. That's actually 5.4%. That's about the areas where it starts feeling extended. So even though we had a pullback, again, it never really is getting that big pullback. We haven't even touched the 21-day line since... Uh, since early May, even the S&P hasn't touched the 21 day for two months. And it's just sort of like a little bit of a rest, a longer rest would be nice uh, to develop that and, and then have a little more room to go. But this market doesn't want to go down. So mm -hmm. if you have good exposure and you have good stocks, you know, you can maybe ride these things out and just sort of like, you know, these sort of little waves and sort of ride up. If you if you go through this and this and this, it's hard to buy something new. But if right. you have whatever you have, that's probably doing pretty pretty well. Yeah, especially NASDAQ Composite getting support at 14,000 recently. Um, as you mentioned, didn't quite come to the 21 day. So for those folks that were waiting for a pullback, maybe to the 50 day, I mean, they've been disappointed. <laughs> so what, what, what do they do if you're like light exposure, you know, waiting for that pullback that just doesn't seem to be coming? Yeah, that's where the risk reward, you know, where, you know, you want to be... You know, see when you say, well, it's risky to be buying early on, like early on in a rally. Mm -hmm. The problem is the downside is that if you wait too long, well, then things are extended. So yeah. there's never a perfect time to buy in the sense of it's obviously going to work. Because if it's obviously going to work and there's no, it's a guarantee, well, then it's already, it's going to get priced in. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you just sort of be looking for things. 
at this point, you may have to wait for a little bit more of a pullback and wait for at least to say some kind of uh, situation where you can see setups again. It, this is why you don't want to wait months into a rally. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes those incremental moves, if you start a little bit small early on and let the market kind of tell you, oh, hey, your stuff is working or it's not working, uh, that can be one way to build a position. Um, but let's go ahead and take a look at um, you know, the S&P 500. Uh, again, as you mentioned, this is this is showing a lot of strength as well, um, you know, above 4,500 and really hasn't given up uh, much ground um, on its way to 4,600. And if you look at the weekly chart, I mean, we're we're knocking on uh, heaven's door for new highs, right? Yeah. And actually, we hit a new high for the rally today. Mm-hmm. You know, we backed off, but it was uh, did get to a new high, uh, you know, intraday for like a 15 month high. Yeah, we're not far away from the uh, from the all time highs. Mm-hmm. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average now for a while there, that was the leader off of the October bottom. Uh, then it kind of seemed like it went away for a little while. And now here we are, uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average with a 12 day winning streak. Yeah, and some of those gains are pretty good. Today was uh, small, but that's impressive. Finally got through this area, you know, and just sort of got through there. Uh, it does show you that there's pretty decent breadth. I don't think the breadth was super amazing today, but it's really nice to see uh, so much strength. And the Russell uh, is also looking better. This is the ETF that tracks the Russell 2000. You know, I didn't do a whole lot today, but it's, it's you know, knocking up at least on 2023 highs. Mm-hmm. So a huge improvement when just a few weeks ago, I was struggling to get above the 200-day line and whatnot. And actually, today's performance was pretty good since regional banks did some of you know, the regional banks didn't have a good day and this held up. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe we take a look at, uh, you know, like KRE, uh, regional banks. So that might've been, uh, putting a little bit of pressure on the Russell 2000, which does have, uh, quite a bit of regional banks in there. Um, was there any particular news here? Yes, there was, uh, Pac West plunged today and it looks like what's going to happen here is, this has been one of the banks that was having the most trouble with deposits and and have and everything. Uh, I don't know anything if anything has broken the last five minutes since we've been on, but the Wall Street Journal reported that Bank of California is in talks to buy PacWest, and obviously investors were thinking that Bank of California would be getting the better of that deal. Uh, so this one jumped up. PacWest, you know, tumbled. Uh, you know, and not, we didn't see a ton of weakness. We didn't see a meltdown. Of course, you know, this could quickly come back. Sometimes we saw some of these things where it just sort of drip, 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 and then it's sort of like a waterfall. You're getting near the rapids and then it's just like fall off. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's going to happen, but you know, sometimes things, oh, that's not so bad. And then it just kept on going and then it crashed. Uh, so far, the original banks don't look so bad. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's also a matter of how contagious uh, does this become? We certainly saw before where, you know, you had Silicon Valley and uh, others, and then the the fear just led to everything kind of going down uh, because no one was quite sure what was going to ha- uh, happen and if there was going to be a credit credit crunch there. Um, what about the ten year Treasury? Uh, zero TNX is what we use on MarketSmith. Um, you know, we've got the Fed meeting uh, coming up. Uh, this has been kind of uh, you know it got up above four percent and then came down to the fifty day, and now it seems like it's on the rise again. Yeah, you could argue if this were a stock, you'd say we had a breakout, came back, but found support and is back above the buy point. I mean, I'm not, you know, it did it did seem to be this is a key area right here around the 385 level and it just blew right past it. Uh, 
this was a big reason why the market rallied that you know that really nice strong rebound to highs mm -hmm. that was a big reason now we've come back up oh look the fed meeting tomorrow uh china stimulus is out there and i think that's a feeling is that's going to boost global growth we saw a lot of industrial commodities we've seen oil and copper move up so uh, a lot of things on those lines uh a lot may happen tomorrow but uh, the treasury yields are no longer being that tailwind that they were for a little while there. Mm -hmm. Right. And to just kind of uh, wrap up, uh, you, you mentioned the, the the breath today wasn't too bad. It looks like RSP um, was uh, slightly underperforming the S&P 500. Uh, I'm showing that it finished, uh, you know, uh, a little bit flat, maybe up a tenth of a percent, whereas uh, QQEW, which is the NASDAQ 100 equal weighted, uh, that was up about four tenths of a percent, uh, so not too bad. Advancers on the New York, New York Stock Exchange were about even with the decliners, uh, about 15 1,500 to 1,400, um, and then the decliners really outpaced uh, slightly the uh, on the NASDAQ composite about 2,400 to uh, roughly 1,900, you know, or 2,000 uh, decliners. Um, also, let's take a look at uh, SMH, which is the semiconductors, uh, a big area of uh, strength and uh, one that had uh, a nice bounce off the 21-day today. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with, uh, you know, Microsoft and Google earnings tonight and then Meta tomorrow because they're buying a lot of NVIDIA chips, you know, all this stuff. You know, to be honest, that's what's going on. Uh, nice bounce here. This, uh, you know, SMH was definitely led by NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. We also had IGV. Um, you've got, you know, Microsoft in there and, uh, you know, Adobe, some really big players in there uh, representing software. And, of course, computer software enterprise has been one of those areas that really came back from the dead after uh, getting, you know, getting hit through most of 2021 and uh, 2022. Yeah, and we'll just see that again really held up very well, held up the bulk of this gains, much like the NASDAQ, just, you know, just continuing to move higher, doesn't want to come down. Mm -hmm. And then industrials, uh, XLI, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, that's that's showing a little bit more strength. And XME, uh, as you mentioned, the, the, the China stimulus uh, may be uh, putting some upward pressure here. Definitely. I mean, that's, you know, we saw a lot of mining stocks and and take a look at Nucor, Steelmaker, but a lot of mining stocks uh, flash buy signals today. And then finally, Energy, XLE, uh, dominated by ExxonMobil and Chevron, but uh, you're seeing a lot of these, um, you know, these oil and gas plays uh, coming back from the dead. Yeah, you know, nothing like, you know, a bunch of, you know, crude oil prices are at four-month highs or uh, three-month highs, and uh, that does a world of good. You know, that's, that's ultimately what's going to drive these, these stocks. Well, speaking of the, the Chinese stimulus, uh, let's go ahead and get into some stocks and we'll start with a Chinese name. Uh, one that I, I'll be honest, I just wasn't familiar with until David Ryan brought it up on the IBD Live show this morning. David Ryan, of course, being a three-time U.S. investing champion that is on weekly on IBD Live. Um, but the, the stock is Miniso. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, ticker symbol MNSO. Uh, and uh, I guess... Ed, you just found out that there's a store near you. I know. See, I don't go to the mall that often, but the mall right by my house has has one of these. So uh, I'm going to have to check it out. So it's a discounted variety uh, store. So it's, it's, it's a Chinese-based retailer, but it's in like 80-plus countries. It has a bunch of stores in the U.S. and in Canada. Uh, so definitely something there. It specializes in household consumer goods like you know kitchenware, cosmetics, toys. 
So this one's been doing well. And it's just, this is one of the things here is that this is the importance of running screens because there's no way you're thinking this is just going to pop in your head. I'd like to see what this stock is doing. I mean, even if you're aware of it, you're probably not, it's probably not one of the names that you're really thinking I've got to, got to always be checking this, but this set up very nicely. Uh, really, you know, uh, you know, 26% consolidation, but after a huge move here, uh, came up, then, you know, blasted out yesterday, held into, held on those games. You look at the fundamentals, they're strong. Uh, you know, the volume has been strong lately. You know, it's, except for a couple of days, it's been a lot of blue bars in the past several, several weeks. So a lot of things to like here. I mean, it's fine to be digging out. This is one you can always probably might be able to check out uh, close to where you live, you know, maybe not, but uh, it is really, it is really interesting to see this name here. Yeah. Or you can just invite uh, everyone over to your, your local mall, have them sure. over for coffee and everything. Now um, China for a while, I mean, that, that was in the penalty box. I mean, you know, with what was going on, uh, you know, their kind of uh, relationship with business, let's say, and, you know, delisting fears, you know, everything that was going on there. Um, you know, you look at FXI, which is a, a ETF that represents the Chinese space that, um, you know, has, has a lot of the big, big China 50 index in there. Uh, very different look to this. I mean, this is, you know, just gotten above its 200 day moving average line and 50 day moving average line, whereas MNSO looks much stronger. And there are a lot of names you know, some of the automakers uh, in China, some of the internet content, um, you know, uh, those guys. So is is China getting safer or is it still a uh, be careful? Yeah, I and mean, you still have to be careful. Uh, I mean, the COVID restrictions are over. Uh, you know, it, 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 there seems like the tech crackdown is, is in the past, but you never know. Uh, I think, you know, and their economy is not great. I mean, it's rallying because... Beijing is sort of desperate to prop up the economy and they're going to do that. So it's like, it's still a lot of issues there. Uh, I still think, you know, investors should be cautious with those things. Uh, this is internationals, which helps. So it's not entirely dependent on the Chinese economy, but you have to imagine that a huge amount of that, of its businesses in China. So uh, definitely be careful and be judicious with these choices. As you say, a few stocks are, are well doing much better than some of the ETFs. Mm -hmm. And then with that stimulus, uh, that's also, as we noted, affecting a lot of the material stocks, the mining stocks. Um, and Nucor, of course, is a steel producer. Uh, this one, uh, again, was one of the darlings uh, from from uh, when when the market wasn't doing so great uh, in 2022. Um, had had some had some good good moves there, and even you know back in 2020 and 2021. Uh, now here we are in another pattern as it's uh, potentially breaking out of a little handle here. Yeah, so it reported earnings last night. And honestly, the earnings were okay and the guidance wasn't that great. So this was for a while trading lower, and but it found support of the 21-day line. This is a handle, even though I like to think of this, and this is a gigantic base, but I like to think of this as its own base right, right here. Mm -hmm. And and this is the, so this is a proper handle and it got above there and it got above there and above average volume. This is one where you're definitely betting on the future because the earnings are getting, you know, are falling a lot. The sales declines are, are getting worse. Now, that's probably going to end just because the comparisons will get easier. But you can see this is not supposed to turn around until probably late 2024, if not 2025. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, you know, a lot of those plays are, are definitely something that's down the road. 
but this one is showing strong technical action. As I said, this was a, a big winner um, a couple of years ago. Of course, a couple of years ago, it had the enormous profit growth. Right. Now that's not showing it. So, uh, you know, it's just something that uh, to be aware of is that, and that's happening with a lot of things, a lot of the tech sector, a lot of areas, Tesla, a lot of it's see you next year or we'll see you in 2025. And, yeah. and, uh, and there's been that optimism. I mean, you just have to recognize that it's, it's better when the earnings are there. Uh, but as an investor, you have, you, you can't ignore, uh, you know, this kind of, this kind of strength. And there are some, some of those times where the uh, future might look bright and that is enough to, uh, make a stock go up, even if the earnings aren't there. And you don't have to look much further than NVIDIA, you know, <laughs> whose earnings uh, weren't that great when it started its move of, of 100% not too long ago. Um, let's go ahead and move on over to Synopsys. Uh, we talked about the chips, SMH, Vanek Semiconductor uh, ETF, and Synopsys is in the computer software, but is very related to chips. How so? Well, it it designed its software helps you design chips and electronics, and so uh, it's actually in IGV and SMH mm-hmm. along with its peer Cadence Design. And what's what's nice here is that okay, there's Synopsis doesn't have earnings for a few weeks, so that risk is not there. But we just had earnings from Cadence Design, and and be honest, those were just okay. They weren't their guidance wasn't great, uh, but Synopsis reacted well. It it bounced here off the 21-day line, sort of breaking a trend line of a handle. Uh, you know, I, this is marking as a flat base. I see it more as a cup base. And this is now, if you do see it as a cup base, this is now a valid handle after today because this right. is now five days old. So that would be another buy point just right below here. Either way, it's pretty close. But you could use this as an early entry, however you define it. Uh, so this is this is one that has pretty solid growth. I mean, the growth has been slower lately. But you know, unlike a lot, and it's supposed to fall in 2020, fiscal 2023, but not tumble like a lot of other names and then pick up again. So this is one, uh, this was a long-term leader, but more more relevant to right now is that it was added to Swing Trader today. Right. And uh, we added it uh, early on in this morning and the volume did look like it was going to be stronger, but uh, kind of tapered off at the end. Uh, could be folks are waiting for those Fed notes and you know some of these earnings uh, for the mega caps to get get behind us. Um, and as you mentioned, long-term leader status, if you look at the weekly chart, this is one that has an EPS growth rate of 23%, not too shabby, but an earnings stability of three, uh, which means that the earnings are, are very stable on this one. Um, any parting thoughts for investors uh, before, we, before we close this out, Ed? Well, I thought I'd just show people a little bit. Uh, Microsoft beat views. Uh, haven't seen it. They won't give guidance for a while. So that'll be very important. Sometimes that really moves it. It was down more. It's coming back up. Uh, Google, uh, I think those are pretty strong numbers. That one is bouncing here. It sort of has this. So it might get above. Looks like it's going to be a breakout uh, from this cup with handle right now. So that's that's encouraging. It would be interesting to see what they have to say. That, these, these two reports in particular could have a lot to say about artificial intelligence, about cloud computing, uh, and some other areas. So this, this will be really important for a lot of other companies uh, that are related to those spaces. Yeah, so definitely, definitely ones to watch in addition to a lot of other mega caps that we'll be reporting later on and uh, the earnings tsunami will continue throughout the, throughout the coming weeks. Uh, so thank you very much for your color commentary there, Ed, as always. And uh, don't forget, folks, that you can always catch a live show, the IBD Live at investors.com slash IBD Live, uh, where we are on the 
on the air from 10 minutes before the market open until about an hour and a half into the market session. So uh, if you want to kind of see what's happening live and you know, get our get our real-time thoughts, uh, please join us there at investors.com slash Live. And that'll be it for this show. Thank you much for watching, and we'll see you next time. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.